Howdy and welcome to Love Letters, a story mode gaming podcast in which I sit down with special guests to discuss the games most important to them. My name is Jesse Munro and today I am joined by enthusiasm in human form, my high school bud and one of the kindest people I know, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds, the globetrotting headshotting and one jogger, aka story mode newest member. Johnny Collins, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Holy shit, that was the best intro I've ever heard. <laughs> that was terrific. Can you get my intro? My intro always pretty good. Yeah, and it's downhill from there. No, that 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 was fantastic. <laughs> I'm gonna clip that and have that as like my voice me- voicemail. <laughs> Every time you get a, like a message, yeah, it's just you saying done me. and done. But it'll just be my shit voice that starts saying you have tried to call, and then that. <laughs> Hey, look, I'll, I'll record that again. I'll record smooth. Oh, I love it. Thank Sean, you. Sean. Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you going? Hey, look. Can't complain. Love to hear it. Can't complain. Are you, um, you ready to talk about a certain game that means means a bit to you? I'm definitely ready. A certain day about a game about the past. You could say a game about days gone. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. That was a shit segue. But no, your game is, right. is days gone. It is. Sean. It is. What is Days Gone? Days Gone is an open world post-apocalyptic game where you basically play a man called Deacon St. John. He's a bit of a drifter, used to be a biker, and you're out there doing things for different communities and exploring the open world. And of course, there's a bit of a story there. You've got a bit of a chip on your shoulder. You're trying to look for someone. You're trying to make your way in the world. And that world is full of... Zombies, but we can't call them zombies. We call them freakers. Correct. They're, they're, you never say the Z word. Famous words why from Shaun of the you? Dead. I don't know. I, I, I've never looked up the reason why. It must be something to do with like making a good zombie movie or zombie TV show, whatever it is. They never say the Z word. Is it? Is it like SEO so you can search it? Is the word zombie copyright? Uh, maybe. No, but I mean, they say it in Shaun of the Dead. That's the thing. He's like, are they out there? And then he's zombies out there and he goes, don't say that. What, the Z word? Yeah, don't say it. Like, that's a little tongue-in-cheek mm, of the how no one ever says all it. All right. Could have to ask Edgar Wright. I like how we, even before the show, we started recording, we are talking about Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, friend of the show, we decided. Yeah, exactly. He actually is supporting this podcast and watching right now on twitch.tv slash story mode AUS. Now, like you said, post-apocalyptic yep. zombie game. Mm. There's a few of them, especially in 2019 when the first game came out. There Correct. was a few. There was one... Um, one, it was like a small like indie uh, PlayStation kind of game. I think it was called The Last of Us. Oh, I heard about that briefly. You've heard of that one? Not not too much, though, but I heard that it's okay. That's one of the reasons I didn't play this game. So I looked and I'm like, look, it's The Last of Us, yeah. which I like, mixed with, um, oh, what's that motorbike show? Sons of Anarchy, which I don't really like. Right. I, I don't get the whole motorbike thing. Yeah. So I, I, unfortunately, like I think a lot of people, just uh, didn't give this one a shot. When you first saw it, were you keen on it? I was very keen. So if anyone that's met me, they know I love zombie shit. I've always been a bit of a zombie fan. Like back in high school, I was reading the Walking Dead comics and then watched the show as that's come out. Still watch it to this day. I'll, I'll die by that show. I, I, where, where, I where's it at right now? It's it's in a good place. So they it went kind of shit when Negan came. They stretched it out too far. They fired the rider, got in a different rider. The guy played Rick left, and then he saw how good the show was and the ratings went up and went, shit, I shouldn't have left. And it's kind of gotten better, but they're doing their final season now, which it's meant to be. The show's gone too long, man. 11 years, whatever it is. I mean, look, we're going to go on a lot, a lot of tangents here. I, I started exactly. watching the uh, 
The Walking Dead. And I, I've read, I've got the compendium nice. of like the first compendium of The Walking Dead um, yep. graphic novel, which is really goddamn Amazing, good. Amazing, man. Robert Kirkman's so freaking talented, man. Robert He's Kirkman done Walking Dead and Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. Um, yeah, Walking Dead, I fell off um, uh, the season where Rick, look, spoilers for The Walking Dead from like three years spoilers, ago. Spoilers, yeah. Where Rick attacks Negan and like slits his throat, but he doesn't die. That's the very like end of the know. Negan storyline, yep. Um, that's kind of where I checked out. I think people it checked co- out. You, got, you think it got better from that? It has. So people checked out there because Carl died, spoiler alert, which was fucking dumb. I love the comics. The comic ends. Spoilers. More spoilers. We're going to spoil every spoilers single everything. Look, thing. everything in life is going to be spoiled right now. The comic fucking ends with Rick dying and Carl continuing his legacy. And he's there. The final page is him with his daughter, him showing all these stories he's written over the years, which is what you've read as the comics, going, this was my father, this is what we did to bring the human race back. And then in the TV show, when the kid's like 16, they just fucking kill him. Why yeah. not? It's so weird. Like They do some things with him that you wouldn't expect. Like They actually went through and they shot his eye out. Yeah. Well, like, that, okay, that's, cool. that's in the comics. I was like, they won't do that. Holy shit, they did it. Then they had like and- in the comics where he's going to like infiltrate Negan's thing and Negan's going to kind of... Be like, this kid's got balls and can't take him on. They're not going to do that. They fucking did it. Um, look, I mean, also, at the same time, there's a few scenes in the uh, comic. I'm glad they pulled, probably didn't put the screen. Yeah, fair. Especially, especially one of them. Yeah, especially, yeah. yeah look, I mean, I, mean, one, I think that's one of those sort of, if you know, you know sort of things. Exactly. If you know if you know the Walking Dead comic, you know the scene we're talking about. So yes. you saw this game, it's like, you know what, zombies, I'm going to play it. Yeah, so I first saw this game a while before it came out. I think in 2016, it was E3 when they had the trailer for it. So I remember I was sitting there. It was probably someone's birthday or Christmas or maybe not Christmas, a bit before that because E3 is in the middle of the year. But my brother-in-law, he's a big gaming fan as well. He was like, hey, did you see the E3 trailer for Days Gone? I'm like, nah, what's that? He's like, you got to watch this. So we sat down, watched the trailer and it's open world. See a biker guy go in searching for someone, kind of, you know, looks a bit shit. See him crafting stuff, doing things, he's chasing him. Then all of a sudden, there's like some kind of creature there that looks like a zombie. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I like this. And then next thing you know, there's like fucking 400 of them and it's a horde. Yeah. And then that is the gameplay they showed. It was all gameplay footage. It was like 10 minutes or so. And you're in like a sawmill and you're running away from the horde. And just the mechanics of putting traps to to kill them, using your weapons as you're running. I really like, I mean, every game does it, but when you get the weapon wheel out, it goes into slow motion so you can do it. Um, but also crafting weapons as you're doing that too. And just watching the mechanics of the horde chasing you throughout this whole thing, I was like, fuck, this game looks visually stunning, but also like mechanically wise, it was amazing. So you know, I, from that day, was like, I need to play this game when it comes out. From like a technical standpoint, I, I remember that trailer at E3 and you see... The horde, it, it, it's so fluid with how it moves. It looks like a wave crashing after you, like zombies like climbing over each other to get to you. Exactly. I loved that. That was really, really cool. It's one of, it's, I'm really disappointed. In retrospect, I'm looking back at this game. I was like, why didn't I play this when it first came out? Yeah. This, I, 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 I was just jaded by, oh, another zombie game. Exactly. Like, And the thing is, The Last of Us is arguably one of the best games ever made. I mean, for me, it's there. Um, and it is an oversaturated topic, zombies, like TV shows, movies, everything. So I guess that's why a lot of people went under it. And you mentioned before Sons of Anarchy. They kind of definitely take an influence from that. And it is kind of cool. And we can talk about that in a little bit, like 
the bike and whatnot in the game. Um, but it is cool they kind of added those two kind of topics together. But I think it just kind of went under the radar for a lot of people, which is unfortunate. 100%. And like, so the main character, Deacon Lee St. John, I didn't like him. I saw him and didn't like him. A lot of people but didn't, man. Since he got me to play the game, I've misread him. He's a very well-written and very well-acted character. He really is. So he's played by the amazing Sam Witwer, who also is the voice of Darth Maul, and he's been in a shitload hey. of stuff. And even a little callback to The Walking Dead before. Do you know the very first episode where Rick's going away from people in the horde and that, and he ends up in the tank and a zombie looks at him? Yeah. He's that fucking zombie. Really? Yeah. So it's oh, cool shit. little tie back there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's an amazing actor and he's done some cool shit and he has done a fair few video games and I thought he absolutely killed the role. They released a trailer for it and it was a trailer on like the story of him and his wife, Sarah, and it was kind of flashing between him in a church and this gang coming for him and then him remembering the wedding he had with his wife there yeah. and a bit of back and forth. And I was just like, fuck, this character looks really cool. I like this story they kind of tell. And that massive, uh, I'm going to guess that was this wedding ring. Again, so I, 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 Sean bullied me into playing it. I did. Which I'm glad you did. I threatened him. I said, you play this fucking I ages. played a few hours off it. I, I'm really not that far into it. But there's, there's a lot, a lot I like about the game. There a few is. complaints. It needs a level of polish. But of course. We're into I, that. Every person I've told to play this game, I've said, and I will always say, you need to give this game at least four to six hours because all the complaints that all the people had, you can see in all the reviews, they're like, the bike is clunky, the character's shit, the world's not too big. But as soon as you open those things up, as soon as you open up relationships with other people, as soon as you open up the map, as soon as you start to work on your bike and make it better, you realize that the game has a lot of depth to it. There's three moments that have made me like this game. Um, going back to, to Deacon, didn't like him until he started speaking. The one that, like, basically the first mission you have, you're trying to find somebody who executed part of your little gang or whatever. And while you're questioning him, he's a lot more, what's the word, snarky than I anticipated. He's a little bit sarcastic. Yeah. And it was just an angle. I, I expected him to be very one-dimensional, gruff, just, you know, the prototypical biker character. Just be all about like, you know, you've hurt my family, blah, 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 blah. But he's having a bit of bit of give and take. He's baiting this guy into saying certain things, and then he he pulls the rug out from underneath him. It's like you are. Not only does this character get through this world on, um, you know, his survival instincts, his combat combat abilities, and stuff like that, but he's he's smart. He's witty. I didn't expect that from him. That uh, a little bit further down when you need to get to your bike. And you're go, you're doing it's basically a st- basically a stealth mission, where you're going through the tall grass and you're getting around these, um, what are they called again? I was gonna call them clickers, freakers. Freakers, yeah. And there's different types of freakers, and it's raining, and you're like, there's mud everywhere, and you're kind of like crawling around. That was really cool. I love when games make me slow right down and do stealth stuff. Yeah, the stealth in this game is unreal. And like you mentioned, the rain and the mud, more cool mechanics for this game. Shout out to Ben Studios who just fucking killed it. When it's raining, the zombies don't heal as much because there's rain around. Later on in the game, you get to snow levels and you can actually use the snow to your advantage in being quiet and sneaking up on people that are cold. It's They did a great job with the environment. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See... I wish I, I knew or saw more of this side of the game. Yeah. Um, 
And then also, like you said, the bike is at first quite clunky. It is. And there's a part where you you're riding back to your to your friend, um, who's who's Old hurt boozer. his arm, and I crash the bike. I'm like, ah, screw I jump off the bike, and I'm running, and then I just kind of realize I have a long way to go. I've messed up here. You need the bike. So one of the things I heard, I saw a lot of lot in reviews and um, from what you're telling me is that bike is such an integral part of the game. It, it, it is part of the character. It is a character. It, it seriously is. It's it's part of the game. It is a side character to you. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know how they were going to do that, but the moment I left that bike, I felt weak. I felt so small in that feel world. Vulnerable. You feel, yeah, you feel vulnerable because these freakers are everywhere and they're spread out in a really they're spread in a really interesting way they're not big groups and you kind of go to a section full of them they are just in the world they are rampant so when yeah you you lost your bike you're going to start running into them and they're going to start grouping up like as they start coming towards you that was terrifying i had to run um, it is scary there are some bits like they do dive into the horror aspect in this game a little bit and it's fucking cool what what did it, what do they do? Wait, look? You can get full spoilers here. Okay, so more so towards the end of the game, and as we talked about before, the hordes. You don't experience hordes until I'd say you're at least eighty percent into the story, if not further. Um, really? Yeah, because I'd say majority of the hordes and like you taking them on is post game content. Once you've done the story, you have to clear hordes, clear the environment and whatnot. Which it's weird? It, yeah, it is a shame because I definitely feel they should have put that early on. They are there early on. I remember because obviously I had bought this game day one. And games have bugs day one. There was one bug where a horn, a horde, sorry, literally spawned on top of me and I was surrounded. And it scared the shit Beautiful. out of me. But also with the horror aspect, there are caves and other kind of creepy places where you have to go in, you're alone, you have flashlight. And I, I remember exploring a cave and going around a corner and just seeing like 50 freakers just sat down, crouched, waiting. And I just went... I nearly nope. shit my pants. Yep, that was a big bag of nope. Just kind of e- eased my way out. And then I was like, no, let's, let's take this on. Threw a few grenades and then they just come rushing out of the cave. More scary. You more, fucked up. More scared, Sean. But I really <laughs> like how they did that kind of aspect in this game too because it, it feels like more than just your typical survivor. I mean, going just going into like the types of freakers as well, the um, child ones, what are they called? I forget what they're called, but the little creepy fuckers. And they don't attack you straight away. They kind of stare at you and work around you. They are bizarre. They make you feel uneasy. That's a really uncomfortable thing because you don't see... It's a little bit dark. You don't see children, child zombies in in most media. Like not just games, but TV, movies and stuff. You don't see children. And I, I get why because like... You have to destroy its head. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit much. It's a bit graphic. You probably got to smack a, a child with a baseball bat. Like, yeah. You and to- look, you, you don't want to do that. Don't be doing that. Just a little tip from story mode. Yeah, please don't. Um, When you see these little, little fuckers and they're like, they're, they've got like this childlike curiosity. They're very well animated because they, they, they feel they are childlike. And there's like almost an innocence to them until they start getting a little bit too curious and they start getting a little bit aggressive and they want to kind of test the boundaries. Can they can they take a bite and they run back? That's really well done. This is the thing about this game. There are some things that they have done masterfully. Exactly. 
Um, and there, there is another type of um, freakers too, which I forget, but they're really big. They're almost like brutes. Um, I believe they even mentioned that the idea behind this was because of the virus that made these people, these zombie freaker creatures, people that had too much testosterone, so like people that use steroids, would evolve even stronger and dumber. And so like they have these bigger brute kind of enemies, which is really cool. Wow, I didn't expect that. No, didn't expect I was going to say you probably haven't even seen that in the game yet. Well, I mean, going into full spoiler, look, we're going to keep warning you guys that there are spoilers in this one. Yeah. The ending. Now, I, I, I made the mistake of when a, a YouTube rabbit hole like a year ago and I watched a bunch of clips from Days Gone, but then I still didn't play it. I don't know why. What's wrong with me? But I watched the 100% completion final scene. Yeah, with O'Brien. And yeah, you see there, there, there are people around with um, full hazmat suits on. Correct. It's it's quite it's quite a uh, odd time to be playing and talk about this game, isn't it? It is, yeah. Full hazmat on, and he pulls it off, and it's a it's a freaker, isn't it? Yeah. Like an evolved so, one, so like an give, intelligent. To give context, you do missions for Nero, which is like the medical kind of people, and this guy that first evacuated your wife back in the day, and he's trying to you use him to find out where she is. You've been doing stuff for him throughout the game, anyway. He has kind of warned you that they're getting more intelligent. The freakers are getting different. They're not sure what's going on. And then the final lynch point is, like you said, he takes off his helmet and he's a fucking freaker. So they are getting more intelligent. They literally have their human intelligence and memories and whatnot, but they have the supernatural, or not supernatural, I, don't, I know what you call it, superhuman-like abilities yeah. of like their agility and shit. And then he fucking jumps 40 feet in the air into the helicopter and says Nero are coming for you be careful and that's how it ends oh it's look we're gonna we're gonna loop back around to sequel possibilities I want to hear what you have to say there but I love the idea I've always wanted something in like you know a walking dead or whatever um where the zombies start to get the humanity back yes and like oh. emo for most people, you find that the zombie thing was just a phase. Okay, we, and they start coming back out of it. We can talk about this more in the story, Jesse, my friend. They they do talk about that in the story. Oh, I, <laughs> I, 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 when I first started watching Walking Dead, and I started to think to myself because I I didn't know how the the books ended. Um, I would always wonder like how how would how do I want this to wrap up? Or what's then that could loop me back into the series and get me interested? Because I know they did the whole thing with the whisperers. Yeah, that was um, fucking cool. That was my favorite. Which is cool. Arc. And then you like there's that scene with uh the Jesus and he's fighting them and one of them says something. Or no, yeah. one of them blocks his attack. Yeah. And then stabs them. It's like a like, holy oh, cool. shit like, moment, yeah. Like fuck their people in there. How much how crazy much crazy would it have been if different from the comics, if a uh zombie was in a you know, a walker, sorry, was about to get shivved and says stop yeah. or help. Yeah, they like, kind of game changer, out. absolute game changer. That'd be cool. Because like, what do you start doing? Possibility that there's human this, in there. This this podcast could honestly become a whole thing talking about The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's not even days gone. This is just a Walking Dead podcast now. This is a zombie zombie cast. I could go for like eighteen days. Don't worry. Now, stepping away from the game itself. Yeah. Um, this game helped you get through some uh, some difficult times. Is that right? Correct. That is. So this game came out in 2019. I had a bit of a Bit of a rough one in 2019. So the year started out with me bulging a disc in my back and getting a bit of nerve damage, which is not a fun time. I was no. kind of bedridden for a little bit. Um, 
I also take care of someone that has a mental illness and they were unfortunately institutionalized and had just come out of hospital just before this game. Um, so I was helping care for them 24 seven. And then also I found out that I had to move out of my house that I'd lived in since I was like six years old. So I was having a pretty shit period, had, yes. had some things going on. Um, and this game came out at a perfect moment for me to have a distraction. And that is exactly why I think this game encapsulated me so much and I was able to dive in even more because I was going through some shit and it sucked and it was rough. But this game completely took me away from that kind of situation. And I think that's why I became so emotionally attached to Deacon St. John because I too, growing up, have always been, I wouldn't necessarily say a loner, but I've, I've liked my own space. I've kind of moved in between friendship groups and whatnot. He's a drifter. He does the same kind of thing. And I really liked how, even though he has a strong demeanor, and like you said, looks like a bike in bit of shit, but you can tell that he cares. Yeah. He, he definitely has a lot of empathy for people. And as we find out in the game, the one thing he's after is his wife and love and the possibility of finding that. So just that whole mix of characters, of course, being in a setting that I fucking loved, being zombies and bikes because as we said i love zombies and i do like sons of anarchy and i've liked that kind of stuff so i like the combination together it just i was instantly hooked and of course being a game that's an open world game i fucking love that shit i smashed the shit out of horizon i've platinum so many open world games because i just love exploration and being able to do side quests while also progressing in the story i think sandbox games are severely underrated but, I mean, people have definitely found that in the last few years, especially with PlayStation exclusives that have absolutely hit the ball out of the park. Yeah. It, it, it's good. It's not like, look, that, that's a really shit time that you went through. And it's it's good when games can be escapism, but it, it, it's even better that this seems to be, like, tailored to you. It's exactly. Almost exactly what you needed at that moment. Exactly right. Um, and I can definitely see why you, you see yourself, a lot of yourself in, in Deacon because... Look, you look like somebody who could kick my ass, but you've also got a heart of gold. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. That's that's the whole look I'm going for. Um, so yeah, did you did you find yourself like? For, wait, for, wait, for one, how, how did you do your back end? I I don't even know to be honest. So I do play a lot of sport. Like at that time, I was playing basketball and soccer, and I believe even volleyball or something. But I I feel like it was after a game of basketball. I think I got tunneled, which. For people who don't know, when you jump up and you get your legs taken out from you and you just land awkwardly. Um, I think that happened in a game and I just woke up the next morning like, why am I feeling a giant pinch from my hip down to my foot? And it just didn't feel the best. And then, of course, after two days of me not being able to sleep for longer than like an hour and a half, two hours because the pain was that shit, I was like, I should probably go to doctors. Got some scans, saw that there was a bulging disc and pinching on a nerve and, yeah, I had to do a lot of rest and just I kind of did like my rehab I did my physio and stuff but I also did yoga which helped free up and elongate my spine which helped take the pressure of it and I still swear by yoga to this day being fucking pivotal in all kinds of health health and fitness thing like if people see me now I'm reasonably fit I go to the gym a fit like a fair bit I can lift a fair bit of weight and I think that yoga set that foundation for me because it built up um, a lot of muscle memory and a lot of stuff for your spine and your core which is so pivotal in being healthy off podcast, I'm going to ask you about that because I've been Done. told by a lot of people, like, you should try the yoga just, like, for stress. And it's like, I'm too stressed to try anything. Man, it's great. I even did a yoga that was, like, specifically made uh, for, for men and for bigger people. And it was fantastic. I can definitely help you with that. 
done and done. Um, now, do you did you beat Days Gone sort of in within that period? Yeah. So the game came out in April, and I'd say that I was obviously going through a lot of shit and still doing stuff every day, whether it was helping this person out mentally, making sure they're okay, or packing up, like going through rooms of shit I haven't touched in since I was ten years old, and going through things like that. Um, in between, I played the game. And it was definitely a good distraction. Definitely um, a lot of time I spent as well was on that. But I'd say I finished the game. It wasn't like too quick where, you know, sometimes a game comes out. For example, Ratchet & Clank for us, a week or two, we smashed it and platinumed it. Yeah. It probably took me about a month, maybe a month and a half to get through it properly because this game as well, because I found myself enjoying it so much. I'm like, I'm definitely going to venture out and do all the side quests do as many things as i can do i don't want to just finish the story and then be like i've got a few side quests i'll get around to another time and never leave it because i wanted i wanted to put in the right time for this game that i thought deserved it i wanted to get the platinum and i wanted to experience everything so i took my time with it but i was still playing it a fairly fair bit but i'd, I'd say it took me about a month and a half two months to completely finish that 100 percent. what i found is um so a few years ago uh going through a bit of a shitty time me and my partner had to go live with her parents for a little bit um, I went and bought the longest game I could find. I went and bought Monster Hunter World. Oof. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I was playing like three, four hours of it every night just because like work was shit, everything else was shit. I needed something. Um, it's also nice to play when you you find escapism in the game because you you have all the agency, you have all the control. It's like okay, here's a situation where I actually have control, and when something goes wrong in it, it resets. There's a reset. I just can try it differently. Exactly. Um, so it is. It is nice to uh, have that sort of juxtaposition against you know everything else that's going on. Question I have as well: How are you playing the game with a bulging disc? Were you lying down or were you sitting up? So I was getting a bit better in it because I'd probably done it like a month or two before the game came out. Um, but I, I honestly do remember sometimes lying on my floor playing it with a pillow under my head looking up like that or even just standing there playing because um, I had a lot of problems sitting at the start um, and that's probably, I'd say, like half of the game I spent standing up, just standing there awkwardly with a PlayStation controller looking down at my TV playing it. <laughs> Once I, like I said before the show, like eventually I'm going to do a love letters where somebody interviews me. I think we're going to have a few kind of like war stories to share about playing games while injured. <laughs> That could be like a whole podcast in itself. That could be a topic, yeah. Um, now, look, you you're still you still caring for people. Yeah. Do you do you find yourself often going back to like to different games just to kind of like decompress a little bit? Definitely. Um, video games. Even anyone that's met me knows I love video games. Um, not only as a distraction, but it's also a good outlet and it's a good sociable thing too. Like especially people know the last year we've had with COVID nineteen. Um, so many people have dived into games to be able to play and enjoy things with their friends and there's so many people that have discovered video games because of that too like if you look at like the hardware for consoles and even people that have built pcs i was one of them uh it's gone through the roof in the last year because everyone's yeah. doing it and everyone's diving into the internet um so i think that this was always something that i always did whether it was like console playstation games back in the day even when it was just playing call of duty with mates um but it's definitely something that I do when, hey, I'm having a bit of a shit day. I need to sit down for a little bit and just take my mind off stuff. Yeah. It's um, it's always a shame when you see in the news when you see uh, very ignorant people blaming all the ills of the world on video games. It's such a tired and 
constantly disproven rhetoric. It really is. Where I, I kind of wish more people could accept it and it's like, no, this could be really, really healthy. Look, there are some corners of video games which are absolute shit. Um, there's like so much xenophobia within the gaming community and it's just like people need to grow the fuck up. But at the same time, there's also so many mental health benefits to playing games. Um, whether you use it in escape or you need to talk to friends. Like I said, over this last year, I've played a shameful amount of Fortnite. Not because I like playing the game. It's just that I'm talking to my mates while playing it and I'm not really seeing anyone else. So this is a good... It's the only so opportunity true, I get to socialize now. It is. Like, I, like some of the best times I had last year was like sitting in Discord with like 10 mates playing GeoGuessr, which is literally one of our friends sitting there with a map on the world and you get random photos from cities and you got to try and figure out where you are. And we're just saying stupid as fuck answers, being idiots, but having an absolutely amazing time. We're going to add that to the list. We can do a stream of that. That's great. That would be a damn good time. Now, going back to Days Gone a little bit, did you find any, and again, you can go full spoilers here, were there any particular story beats or characters in that that really kind of like, um, you find yourself a little bit more connected to because of the situation you were going through at the time? I think just the character of Deacon just hit with me um, because more so, like I already said, he, he's that drifter kind of person that he just comes into places and does what he needs to do. But you could see underneath, man, he cares. He definitely has character there. And then as soon as I opened up with that character, because what happens is at the start, your wife gets stabbed. There's only room for one in a helicopter. So you and your mate are like, you need to go and get medical help. We'll go. And then you hear that the place was overrun. You go and check it yourself. There's no one left. But eventually he gets hope that because of her status um, at a medical facility, she got moved and she could be alive. And then eventually find out she's in a, she moved to a place where a militia is and she probably is alive. Um, and you see the character of Deacon change. You, you see him, like you said at the start, he's very snappy and kind of, I wouldn't say dim-witted, but he was very emotionless and just snarky. But then... He, he, he was a teenager, basically. He was. And, but then as soon as he gets his hope and he realizes that his love's out there, man, he changes. And he instantly starts caring about people. He starts having proper conversations with people. He's looking to help people and like benefit them in a good way. And uh, I, just seeing that change, especially when, spoiler alert, you find Sarah and then him trying to figure out what she's doing there and why she has well, right, more spoilers. At the people are working on a bioweapon to kill the zombies. Turns out Sarah has been working on a cure the whole time because the medical center where she was working are the people that developed the virus that made the fucking freakers. Oh! So, when you see that, at first he's a bit, she's kind of working on the bioweapon. You're like, that's not the Sarah I know. There must be more. And you can still say he cares. And then when he finds out this, it's such a big relief to him. It's the person that he knows that she is and that you're going to try and save the world, essentially. Um, but back to the question of the relationships. I'm, I'm, I'm rattling on here a bit. Definitely the it. relationship he has just with people um, and showing that he wants to help them. Uh, I've always wanted to help people. So it instantly, instantly clicked with me. It, it, it's weird. So like, you know, we went to high school together. We made it to high school. Didn't, then, you know, years kind of passed and we kind of like lost touch and everything like that. And then... Just, you know, over the last year, it's been really, really good. We sort of started catching up more. And then I'm like, okay, you are great. Holy shit. Join story mode. Um, 
it's it's really weird how yeah you really do line up with the character of deacon thank you yeah it makes a lot of sense why you, why you like this game and it's it's making me want to play this game even more yeah it, yeah i like thinking about it like i mean it's kind of stupid to compare yourself to another character but it, like if i had to pick i mean then there are stupid people who'd be like, I'd be Superman and stuff like that when they think about games. But for me, it'd definitely be something like this. I think you might be. Probably some like background character. I just need to get a motorbike, man. Oh, that's it. Are you going to get a motorbike? I mean, I kind of have to now that I've said that I'm Deacon St. John, hey? Done. Done, done. Yep. You need to do a Deacon cosplay. I do. We'll, uh, we'll go to PAX. Hey, look. If you want a prop made. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> People, I'll make you. I'll make your entire goddamn motorbike out of wood. Please check out Jesse's stuff. He made a, a fantastic. What's that game about? War of God or God of War? God, the, um, little little game that was on PlayStation. Never heard of it. No, never heard of it. Oh, Corey, you cheeky <laughs> bastard. Yeah. Anyway, please check out. It's on YouTube. IGN did a little spiel on Jesse's axe that he made. Please. Oh yeah, please I remember it. that. That was yeah. such a weird day. I remember sending you photos on Instagram. I was like, holy. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, you're an IGN dude. Like, what the fuck? That, like, just go off on this tangent. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna break here. Yeah. I'm on the train one day, so I, I made the axe, the Leviathan axe from God of War, and I managed to do like an article or write something about it. Um, on the train one day, and I get a message, and it's like Brian Altan. I'm like, what? And it was really weird because at that moment, I was listening to Brian talk on the Comedy Button podcast. It's like that's odd. Like, and, if my and he's messaged you. I opened up. He's like, "Hey, I, you know, I saw the axe you made. Um, him and uh, Max Goval had this Facebook. So it had this podcast called Weed Heat, which I wish they kept doing. Um, kind of about like the more creative side of things. Have you given Weed Heat a go? I have. I listened to it back then. It's a it's a, it's a good it's a good time. Um, yeah. They had a Facebook group where you know you could post up you know your creative ventures and stuff. I'm like, ah, I'll give this a go. I, I'm rarely sort of proud of things that I make." Um, but this is something like, hey, this came out better than I expected. It's the first sort of thing I built. He's like, oh, do you mind if we have it on the show? Um, it's going to be up at, on, up at noon. I'm like, up at noon. I watched, I've watched that over Saturday breakfast for the last like four years. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> it was so weird. So weird. But I will Pretty happily surreal. make you anything you need from that game. No, I, 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 I now I'm going to force you to do a uh a deacon, a deacon cosplay for uh for pax yeah true i just gotta grow my hair out even though i'm going bald i'll make it work though so am i that's right it happens all the members all, all the uh all the male members of us sorry radar we're gonna look like healing soon enough that's okay it's inevitable yeah now looping back to the game sequel time two questions yes first up do you think there'll be a sequel? Do you think we're looping back around the world? Now, my realistic answer is no, because of a few things. One was the reports that came out with Sony saying that they were putting towards another Last of Us uh, remake. Also because the developer tweeted out saying, kind of got a bit angry which is fair enough I would have two men like they put in a lot of work to this game and people saying why is there a sequel why is there a sequel and they're kind of getting angry at Ben Studios and they said well hey man if you want a sequel for a game you should show it the love and support it needs at launch and that's what unfortunately this game didn't have so many people shit on it instantly and it's such a shame it, I, I got, I'm really really conflicted about 
the messaging that 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 guy said because he doesn't actually yeah. work for Ben anymore. He was no, like the, exactly. Yeah, he was one of the game directors, but he left the studio. And he came out and he blamed people for not buying it at full price. I, I yeah, I think that his wording of it definitely it could have been real a lot poor. better. Yes. And I know a lot of people who worked in the game was like, yeah, we don't back that. They did because they, immediately they said the right the, thing. They said you shouldn't say that. Like day one, it came out like you said it was full of bugs. So I understand a lot of people being, being trepidatious about it. Plus, entering into a flooded market, stuff like that. It's um, yeah, I that bummed me out that attitude a little bit. Definitely, but the like that sort of set a fire a little bit under under a few people. It's like, no, we want this game. Let's put out a uh, a um, what was that called? A survey, a petition. Yeah, they got a shit ton of views. Like they did, I signed it. So also to keep going on about my point of why it probably won't, Ben Studios have come out and said, I think it was a month ago, that they're working on a brand new IP and that is what they're developing at the moment. So that for me kind of says like, oh shit, they're moving on, which is fair. Especially from that ending. The hopeful in me that wants this fucking sequel, give me it so bad. They left so many, they've built a great world to work forward with. The ending was a cliffhanger, which they can definitely work on. And then even more realistically, the game has come out on PC a month ago and it's doing fucking great. People are buying copies. People are raving about it again. It is in the news again and people are talking about it. And yeah. it's kind of, like you said, it's created this little bit of a flame underneath for, for people that want to see this sequel. So realistically, I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. But fuck, I wish they did. It's... It would be such a perfect game to show the power from the new consoles. Yes. Like, you thought the Horde were big on the PS4. Wait till you see what it can do with the PS5. Imagine, like, the PS5 showing, like, a thousand of them fucking chasing you through, like, a whole city. That would be, be f- yeah. It could be, be absolutely incredible. Yeah. That's one of the, the annoying things. Like, even seeing those Hordes on the PS4, that was a technical feat. That it was really incredible. Was. But it was just... Sort of bogged down with a few bugs and blah yeah. blah blah. And I, yeah, I, I'd heard from a few people that um, the horde only became a thing a little bit later in the game. I don't know, it was that much later in the game? That's a real it, shame. It is. I think it was a bit of a missed opportunity that they didn't do it earlier. Um, like I said, you hear about them and you see them bits and pieces. Hey, maybe for me it was because I'm the completionist and do all the extra shit first. But I remember that the first, so the sawmill video you saw from E3. That is not until a fair chunk into the story. And that's kind it almost of the feels first like horde you take on. It should have happened pretty early on in the game. Just to show, like you should have lost, you know, a, a friend or something to it. I think so, yeah. If they introduced that the element of the horde a lot earlier for you to see, I think that that keeps a lot of people intrigued straight away. Because as we mentioned as well earlier, the start of it, the first few hours are a bit rough because, you know, you, you're establishing a world your abilities and your motorbike and whatnot aren't that good at the moment. Now, say you get a call one day and it's like, G'day, Sean, it's me, Shuhei. We're giving you we're giving you the money. Yes, please. We're giving you all the things, all the things you need, the team, whatever. Pitch me Days Gone 2. What oh is the God. perfect Days Gone 2 for Sean Collins? All right. It's going off the top of my head. I didn't know you were going to ask this. This is good. All right. I'm throwing it on the bus here. We open, say it's been two years later, Deacon and Sarah and the rest of the community have built even more communities around. That'd be great. The world's thriving. There's less and less freakers, but 
the freakers that are there are very smart. They're these ones that we heard about. I think that you have to have some kind of antagonist to come in and completely throw things away, which would be O'Brien comes back. He says, Nero want me to get you and Sarah because you're the ones that have built this virus and you're coming with me. You have two days to come. If not, you're dead. And then all of a sudden, bang, they off Boozer. Your best friend, right in front of you. Bang. No. Dead. I think, yeah, I, I think that they need to have that kind of impact at the start of the game. Yeah. But also shows the consequences. So then I think that you need to expand the world and go even further. So Oregon was cool. I'm not sure how much you got into the game, but they probably tripled the map from when you first play. Um, oh. I think they need a different scenery. I think you need to go on a, on a road trip somewhere, whether there's another community out there. Let's say it's like Walking Dead, there's a big-ass community you need to find. Hell, fuck it. Let's just put Rick in the game. They're going to get Rick Grant to help. No, let's <laughs> just say that they've heard on the West Coast that there's a big-ass community that have cleared out a bunch of freakers, rah, rah, rah. You go on an adventure there. Turns out your brother is there. We need some kind of replacement for Boozer. That's what I think you need to do. You need to bring in some more characters. Okay. You need to keep the people involved. You need to keep things fresh. Uncharged 4, brought in a brother. One of the best moves they did. Agreed. Mm, anyway, we got this set change. We got these dynamics of the freakers that you've versed before, but then also these smarter ones. Can I, I make a suggestion with regards yeah. to setting? Tell me. One of the things that Days Gone did really, really well, and you've actually made it sound even better with the snow and stuff, is they did environmental effects pretty well. Yes. Why don't you do it the other way? Give us more of a desert. Yeah, the heat I'd be starting to get involved with things. And yeah. start, the heat starts affecting you. See it in the summer. That would you be need cool. Your yeah. Water, stuff yes. like that. That'd Shade. be cool because then you could obviously you work on the bike having to maintain fuel throughout the whole time. You need to give yourself a little water, just like real yeah. life. That'd Go, be good. Bike overheats. Yes, that'd be cool. You need to find shade here and there. You need to be, And the shady parts, the out. caves, and the caves yeah. are full. So but it's then like, when you're in I the caves to cool down your bike, there's some freakers in there maybe. So it's a bit of a, you know. Arizona. Arizona Sunset. It's already been done, I guess. Yeah, true. That, yeah. That, yeah, that is a zombie game. There is a lot of zombie games. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, there's too many. Um, I think that would be my initial pitch for it. But I think that we, we let's, let's just throw some big ones out there to get Shuhei involved. Let's just make the brother be Matthew McConaughey. I don't know why. Let's just do oh, it. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, oh, just I'm, imagine I'm that. that. Imagine you make this big old road trip and then the leader of the town, you're like, no, that can't be him. And then he turns around and it's, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm up for this. I'm all for that. You need, you need star-powering games nowadays. You do, man. Like, Death Stranding sold so many copies because a guy from The Walking Dead was in it. Holy shit, we keep coming back to zombies. Keep going back to The Walking Dead. Zombies are everywhere. They're infecting other games. Correct. I'd buy this. Uh, yeah. Just shoo, hey, just come speak to you, boy. <laughs> make a call. Make a call. Yeah, make a call. So, Sean, before we wrap up here, yes, one sentence. I, I normally give people three words here, but I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start making a sentence because people normally get stuck in this for a long time. Yeah. In one sentence, tell me why Days Gone is so important to you. I'd say because it's. A beautiful experience that tells a story in a world you wouldn't think was possible. Beautiful. Well, now we know where your love day is gone. I do. Because you are Deacon. I am. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm changing my name now. Done. Done. Sean Lee St. John. Yeah. I love oh, that. 
Sean Lee. All right. I'm going to change your name on all of our uh, story mode stuff. Now, <laughs> speaking of story mode stuff, if you want to check out other story mode stuff, um, such as our mainstay podcast, story mode, a video game podcast, we are on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe, leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you also check out Fan Critical Podcast Network. Um, they're the ones who they keep the lights on for us. See this light that's above me. Um, go check out their stuff. They had a bit of a rebrand lately. Got a bunch of new shows coming out. They are doing very, very well. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with all, all your video game news, StoryModeGaming.com. We're also on all your socials at StoryModeAUS. And on Twitch at StoryModeAUS, where you can find us playing all sorts of games. We also do these podcasts live if you want to get involved with them. Um, also on Patreon if you want to chuck a couple of pennies our way. Just search for Fan Critical and you get access to a bunch of bonus uh, goodies. But Sean, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for making me play Day is Gone. I, I, your enthusiasm for this game was uh, very much infectious. Like like hey, like a zombie virus. Oh, infectious uh, boy. And look, I think me like many others underestimated this game it's very good it is i think i might have to rebuy it on pc now and just do it do it again hey that'd played be it like worthy. two or three times i'll do it again do a stream yeah true I'll watch that while you build the bike in the background done. <laughs> done i'm gonna have a look to see if there's any cool props from that i can make dick Get but the big ass mongrel ring that'd be cool that's a very big ring. I, I, I found that, that's why you couldn't film the helicopter start. That half of the seat was taken up by that goddamn ring. Very <laughs> yeah, impractical piece of jewelry, that. Yeah. Um, let's wrap up there. So, thanks for listening. I uh, hope, hope you enjoyed. Hope you, you in, either you've played Days Gone or you can, you know, understand why Sean's so enthused about it or, you know, just do it. go pick it up. Do it. But, thanks for listening. Be safe. Go play some games, and we will see you next time. Bye. Perfect.